Welcome to our Holden Village podcast. For over 50 years now, Holden Village has traveled a rich history of faith that has transformed a copper mining town into a vibrant place of education, programming, and worship. Holden has sought to welcome all who seek contemplation and community in the remote wilderness of the beautiful Cascade Mountains. We continue to invite people of all ages to come alongside our rhythms, which inspire and equip travelers for a sustainable life of faith outside the village. And we continue to listen and reflect on our story and history and seek to discover our place in God's creative mission in our world. Our podcasts are a way of sharing our conversations with our teaching faculty around reformation, the reforming of our relationships with the earth, with each other, and with the divine. Let's tune in and join the conversation. I'm Elizabeth Eaton. I'm a Lutheran pastor in the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, and I'm currently serving as presiding bishop of the church. And this is my first trip to Holden Village, which has always been this metaphor for me. And now the reality is a little different from the metaphor. So balancing, it's a real place and not just this idea, but it's been wonderful here. They, they took away our phones, not really, but there's no cell service. That, in a strange way, has been a gift. I got to be here and I got to do Living Word for folks every morning. And the, the theme of this summer at Holden is Fear Not. And they took it from Isaiah chapter 43, verses 1 through 7, where Isaiah is re- relating um, God's assurance to the people. And twice in that passage, he tells the people to fear not, even though they're in a world of hurt. And so I started thinking about fear, two different kinds of fear for sure. Um, fear, or three maybe, three real things that we really ought to be afraid of that are real threats, like climate change, like possibility of the threat of, of nuclear war, like people having the greatest number of displaced people on the planet right now since World War II. Those are all actual threats and things to be concerned about, as well as, you know, how are your kids doing, or how are your parents, or that sort of thing. That's one kind of fear, and we should face up to that. But there's another kind of fear that is extremely prevalent right now in the church and outside of the church, and I believe in some ways is used to control people and does control us, and that's the kind of fear that just makes us feel as if we're completely out of control. Um, That's the kind of fear that limits us. That's the kind of fear that just drives us into smaller and smaller relationships until we're just surrounded by like-minded people. That's the kind of fear that can be isolating, and that's the kind of fear that can make someone with a different opinion, a different religion, a different skin color, a different experience. They can be not just somebody else, but they become the enemy. And I think we're just, we're just rife with this. Um, we have fear of survival, and, and we hear about people saying, well, my church is getting smaller. Uh, we're afraid that we're going to go out of business, so we're afraid of that, as opposed to saying, well, you know, Jesus is Lord of the church, and if Jesus wants there to be a witness, there will be. But then we start to cling on to that. That's one thing where it rears its head in church. But in society right now, I think that, that forces use fear to divide and control us, absolutely. Uh, so it makes it almost impossible for us to get out of this stuck place where we are. So, for example, right now uh, we have this huge controversy about people coming across the U.S.'s southern borders who are coming here seeking asylum because they want a chance at some kind of a life. Now, these people have been turned into the enemies. that They're described as infesting our country, about taking away our identity. And we need to be a nation of law, and they're breaking the law, so they need to be punished. 
Whereas at the same time, we, we know right now that 117,000 Canadians have overstayed their visas. So technically are illegals, but there's no fear there. So you can see that, that this fear of the other is being used in some really ugly ways. And it, it happens on the left and on the right, and when we let ourselves sort of give in to that, then we become much, much smaller people. And the, the fear, I think, paralyzes us. And it takes away, you can tell when people are really afraid and when things are really in a tough shape when there's no humor left. When people become literally deadly serious. And so you see playfulness going away. If you make a wrong uh, statement, you're, you're not just mistaken, you're evil. Um, that's, that's a significant part of what's happening, I think, is in the zeitgeist of the culture right now. And to that, God says, fear not. I don't think we always trust and believe that. Uh, but really, that's that we're called to fear not because we, we do understand or do believe, or at least from time to time, can rest in the assurance that God's got this. And we can get out of our crowded little worlds where we're the center of everything and see that there's something greater than, than us and something more beautiful and more expansive. And then there's another kind of fear that we don't have enough of, I think, um, right now, in at least in American 21st century culture, and that's the fear that we hear about um, the fear of the Lord or fear which really it depends on awe, where, where God is, is so much greater than we ever can be and that the fear that we feel is a sense of awe in, in the presence of this, this great expansiveness, this great expanse. And that can set us free by thinking from our, about ourselves all the time and being trapped to see that the world and creation is this huge, great, mighty place and that God is this, this incredibly powerful God, but God uses God's power in love. And that opens the world up when we see that there's something far greater than we are and that we're loved in the midst of that. You know, here it's easier maybe for me, I don't know how for other folks, to connect with an idea of, of awe when you're in the midst of mountains. And there's the power in those mountains and uh, they've, you've all been very careful to warn us that you just don't go wandering off by yourself. It's a wild place and there's, it's power greater than us, but then also to see it's just there and it doesn't have to be about me all the time. I can just be this, this part of it. And so when we go back, at least I know what's going to happen. I go back into the world and all the things that seem so critically important, which is not to say that my, my work isn't important and I, and, and, or, nor that I don't care about um, what I've been called to do, but it starts to impinge on everything until pretty soon you're just cons I just get consumed with whatever is right around me immediately. And that, gets, that can shut you down too as opposed to this chance. Where I've, I saw the Milky Way the other night when the, the smoke was gone. I mean, you don't see that in Chicago. There's too much ambient light. But then also to, to be in a place where that's the kind of space where you can see what's beyond as opposed to what's right in front of you. That's, maybe I can take a little bit of that back with me. That'd be good. Because I think when I was talking about fear also, how can we fear and fear not at the same time? I believe that once we have this sense of awe of a God who has reconciled this world and has that power exercised in love, it's with that kind of fear and awe that we can face and, and, and fear not those other things that might be real threats or the manufactured threats and say, no, you are not as great or as important as the fear and awe that God contains. My hope is that. It's every day. It's, it's, like, it's like, you know, I have to remind myself and remind other folks, don't, 
Don't get all upset if all of a sudden it creeps back. We're not going to have this marvelous experience. It can't stay with us all the time because we're, we're human beings. But we've had a glimpse of this, and we're, how can we be aware then when we get glimpses of it, even in the midst of all of the stuff that's drawing our attention away? It's possible. So those are the kind of fears I've been thinking about this past week. Thanks for joining us for another Holden Village podcast. Be sure to view the links in the description for more information, or visit our website to find out more about the village. We hope you will make a pilgrimage to Holden. Blessings and peace to you.